0: Hello everyone I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey how they measure their success and what they have learned along the way. Welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today, I am introducing you to Hilda Johani, who is a self-made entrepreneur who started her early business life in Birmingham in the UK with the establishment of an accountancy business in 2007. So this lady has been going for quite some time. She created a company called HBBA Certified Management Accountants and continues to support support to this day businesses with their statutory financial accounting reporting we all need a woman like Hilda behind us because <laughs> let's face it most of us are glazing over as I'm announcing this in 2015 Hilda then branched into healthcare, uh, which interests me as a health educationalist CEO uh, and established the HBBA care which is achieving outcomes of supporting young adults and children with learning difficulties in the community and then she she even thought maybe there's some more. So due to her passion in training in 2016, she decided to establish HBBA Training Academy, which focuses on work based on the job training and delivery of higher level qualifications in the health and social care sector. And she's soon going to be um, having accountancy qualifications through this training academy. So she prides herself as a seasoned business consultant, financial and accounting expert. She's also an international speaker. And I got the delight of meeting Hilda, first of all, when we we're on Lady America's Power Summit, and we have since then become besties. Yay. She's drawn all her experience gained throughout her career to just share with others. And so I'm really looking forward to our interview today. Welcome to my program, Hilda.
1: Wow, Annie, it was nice listening about all those things. Wow, this woman must be great. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty awesome. I've got a bit of a girl crush on her. Aww. She's certainly made accounting look sexy. <laughs> oh, yes, Definitely. I'm not your box standard accountant I'm interesting <laughs> not a boring accountant definitely. No, don't be a boring accountant yes. sorry to all the accountants out there it's a really bad
0: yeah. right because it is an extremely important profession and let's face it everyone else in business we need you we need oh, you behind goodness. us making sure that all of our figures work and definitely to our advantage but um 100 accurate whatever the situation so tell me about yes your situation you juggled this around three kids as well so what was it like what was the moment that you suddenly you know you were an accountant and then you went I'm going to create my own business and why did you do it in Birmingham uh were you born there or is that the place that you were settled
1: right I was born in Zimbabwe yeah and um I did all of my accounting training in Zimbabwe I was trained um at Cooper's and Librand which is now instant young and then I migrated to the United Kingdom in 2002 and literally I picked Birmingham off a map (laughs) I didn't want to go to London because of um, all the associated problems I, 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 I perceived and heard about so I thought oh I'll go to a nice quiet place and then I looked on the map I remember taking out the map and I said well let me have a look let me see Birmingham and then I worked out how do I get there? Okay, from Zimbabwe, I'll travel to South Africa. From South Africa, catch Air France, go to France, then go to Birmingham. After I arrive in <laughs> Birmingham, I'll stay two weeks at a hotel in Leamington Spa. And um, that's pretty much it. That's what I did. Wow. <laughs> because I remember coming out of the airport and I sat at the bus stop outside Birmingham Airport. And I said, now what? Yeah. This is your life. So then that's when it all started. Yeah. I came with a focus because um, I'd just gone through a major separation. Um, I I had a big wedding and um, it didn't even last um, a year. Wow. So I was quite devastated. So that was my push factor. My family supported me. My dad and my mom said, go to the United Kingdom. You can afford it have a breather, but leave your daughter behind. So that's my daughter, Kuzi, she's 23 now. So I kind of made that decision, but I waited for her to be three years old because I didn't want her to forget me. Mm -hmm. So when I came, my mind was always in Zimbabwe. So um, on my daughter, so I think that was my driver. So within two weeks, um, I kind of was helping, volunteering around, um, got myself enrolled in a, in a college so I could work only twenty hours, but mm. every penny I worked, I was putting it at home. Yeah. But um, the challenges I faced was that um, Zimbabwe, despite being colonized by a British economy, the education system is exactly the same. Wow. Right. Same textbooks, but they would not accept my accounting qualifications. at that stage so I had a vision and a goal to start from scratch yeah so I was willing to do it by the time I later settled down after a couple of years I was able to go to university and start my bachelor of accounting and finance but the first year was a breeze through because I had done the work so that was when I started my business Because I had time, because being in the uni class was a revision for me. Yes. And then I thought, with two kids now, what was going to give me both a job and uh, allow me to go to college? That means I had to start my own business Mm -hmm. because I needed something that I could control. So I used to go to the university. When I'm not at the university, I am in my small business doing my bookkeeping then. And then picking up the kids from school and juggling it. And that was that was it. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of getting first clients, and this is what maybe a lot of younger people don't realize. I literally, this is the first time I'm publicly saying it. So I joined um, a dance group. There was an advert that says bookkeeper required. And it was for a dance group, mm-hmm. a dancing club. So of course I can't really dance. So I put a group together, <laughs> I put my name forward and I coordinated them to dance. They were young people. So I, I was kind of feeling, why did these people never you know, think that, oh, I never danced because I couldn't. I couldn't dance as well as they do, but I put them forward. So it was worship dance and all that and all that. I could pray, but I couldn't dance. <laughs> and then I got to be a bookkeeper. And it was voluntary and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And then by the time I got to my next client, I took over a lady with nine dry cleaners. Wow. She had nine checkbooks. She could <laughs> use any one. And my job was just running after her. But it was good ground. Yeah. So I was paid 10 pounds an hour for that. Yeah. And then I started growing my portfolio that way. But I feel that if I never put myself forward to to make a dance group mm-hmm. and then to get the bookkeeping role, I never would have started. Oh, what a
0: story. Yes, just, I I'm just, I'm just, wow, those <laughs> listening in now, you just be like, wow, 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 there's just so much in there. The most there amazing thing is um, one, sacrificial to leave your yes. child. Uh, That is just such a moment that we cannot imagine, cannot judge, cannot even comprehend uh, that moment that you go, it's so painful, but so worth it because I need to make a better life for all of us right and definitely, many people definitely. in the world cannot even imagine that decision and so my heart just yes. goes out to you. I know we
1: moment. were separated for two and a half years because two and a half years later I um, got remarried um, to, to uh, a Mr Burke so that's when I was still used to be Hilda Burke bookkeeping and accounting um, I was married for 10 years. Um, but um I managed to take her after two and a half years. Wow. But in terms of the time it took for us to sort of like gel, because she always had the fear that I would go. Exactly. So she was always very close, you know, close to me. So for about two years after that, it was a lot of time for healing. Mm. and you know I can relate to all these women immigrant women who have to make those decisions yes to to leave their child for a better life you know I supported a hundred percent and she was you know well loved and uh, by my parents and um you know but it was very very difficult yeah so we're very close with my daughter now she's 23 Mm. and even in as much as I've expanded on the business platform I absolutely couldn't do it without her. Wow, oh, so visible yeah. to yeah. encourage me. She is there, you know. Sometimes I felt, no, I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I'm packing it in, and she always says, "Mom, <clears throat> don't forget that it's the foundation. So you cannot leave the foundation. Never mind. My dad was an accountant as well, uh. but um, you know, my children, um, Kuzi who's 23, um, Kuda Casey who's uh, 17, and Kaylin who's six. They are just a pillar of support. It's unbelievable that young people or such young lives can have such an outcome of of me in public. I couldn't do it without them.
0: Proud mom for sure, but also yes. a testament to who you are and the way that you've raised them. And also, what I'm hearing too is the openness and honesty that these are big decisions. These are not easy decisions. Yes. They're powerful p- decisions in real life have real consequences, right? And and they're not always they're not easy, and they are challenging. And it's actually okay to say to your children why you're doing certain things. And and obviously, your daughter, you know, that's right. Even though you've got those early abandonment issues and understandably so, but you can work through things. You can restore those relationships, understand the reasoning behind and they're now super proud of who you are and who you have become and and that has had that effect of empowering them in their lives and 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 raising the benchmark from where they start and that's what that's really important we're all campaigning for that as women empowering this next generation to start with a better better circumstance so well done you I also love what you shared there about your choices you know the choices Mm -hmm. to you know I love it So Richard Branson, fake it till you make it Mm. sort of thing of, I don't dance, but whatever's required, I'm going to throw it together. I'm going to make it happen. And we do have to be creative. We do have to be tenacious, you know, that we have to try and work out situations to do something. And then you went and said it was even for a volunteer job. And I've had people who've knocked me back of, you know, of saying I won't volunteer for you because I'm waiting for the main thing. And I still watch them Mm. like 18 months later, still waiting. And I go, you know what? I was exactly like you. I would volunteer. I'd, it's about positioning yourself. It's being in Definitely. that environment because when you're in the game, other things will yes. happen, other opportunities. Definitely. You know, when you lean into that, and that's obviously what you did when you got that Definitely. volunteer role. Then go and follow someone else, which must have been a nightmare. Hurting <laughs> cats, Could be a dancer my, today, my dry <laughs> Like, oh my gosh! Um, yes, but. That that's real life too, isn't it? You know, they're not all a standard yes. situation. It's skill building, um, yes. and then so to have that moment a few years later that you then went, okay, I'm now going to really create, you know, a, a powerful business. You know, what was required yes. there uh, because you've now done your qualifications twice. <laughs> no wonder you're such a yes. good yes. accountant. Definitely uh, dedicated to then think, okay, well, I need to really play a higher game.
1: Well, you know, sometimes the things you go through, doing my qualification twice was not an altogether bad thing Mm -hmm. because I didn't know that later I could uh, do a teaching qualification, a postgraduate in education, and actually teach accounting. Yes. So how that happened was that um, from when I was working as an accountant and in the roles that I had, I was always the Nelly in the office sit with Nelly. If you want something shown, Hilda will show you. So in every role, I was the, always the person who they would ask to show people around. And then at university, I made two amazing young ladies. They were, because I think I was about 37 when I went to university. Mm-hmm. And these young girls were 18. Yeah. And they came to me and they said, you're always running, you know, after college, you after uni, you, you don't go to the library, where do you run to? Then I said, I've got a business. Then I was saying, oh, the kids and this, and then they came to me and they said, um, you know, we could buy your business off you. <laughs> then I saw something in these young ladies. So these young ladies started working with me from literally year one at university, year two, year three. So through these, I realized that if people get work experience early in life, they bounce off their careers, their accounting careers quicker Mm -hmm. than the person who went to uni, did three years of having a uni life, living it large, and never worked a day in their life. Mm -hmm. So that's when I evolved um, accounting work experience program. So by the time we all graduated, I actually trained 75 accounting graduates and I even got a bigger grant to do that. They were my classmates, equipping them for jobs. So that's where my passion for teaching and training grew. And then the other time um, in the office complex, you know, you have your office in the business. Mm -hmm. These guys came to me says, we don't have an A-level accounting teacher, Hilda, you're you're the closest thing, you gotta go, you gotta go. I just went in there, filled in the shoes, And then I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I might as well get the piece of paper. So immediately after my accounting degree, I enrolled for the postgraduate in education and um, I did teaching for for that bit. But by the time I finished my course, I was already offered a 30K salary. (laughs) So the last four months of my course, I was already in a full time job Mm -hmm. and my qualification finished on the job. So I began to teach AAT accounting, set up colleges for other people, which is why I then set up HBBA training academy. Yes. So I taught for five years and I said, I'm not coming out of teaching without anything I call my own. So that's how I established a training business. And then in the accounting business, I set up a lot of people who were starting healthcare businesses. Six months later, they were doing better than me. Then I said, nah. That's not good. (laughs) That's not good. I can do this. Mm. And that was the birthing of HBBA Care in 2015. And up till now, that has become a core business that we provide um, services for um, young adults. And we've just been approved for children now um, with learning difficulties. And in my personal development, When you're teaching accounting students, you are saying we want A's and B's, English and maths. Mm. Along came these people from the care sector. Wonderful people. Mm. If I achieve an outcome of helping them make their breakfast. Yes. Making their bed. Putting on their clothes the right way. Can you see the two platforms? So for me, in terms of personal fulfillment and gratification, I'm getting it all. Wow. I've got my high flyers in the apprenticeships, in the office. They are the ones who run the accountancy business. Mm-hmm. It's actually the accounting apprentices who run my accountancy business. Okay. I supervise, I mentor. Yeah. So I'm not hands-on. So I've got time. Yeah. But with these ones, there is care staff who live with them on a day-to-day basis. We have meetings, we have one-to-ones we we do things together we Mm. get involved with the families but i still remain very visible to them Mm. because i don't ever want to be a super boss who doesn't know the person on the ground because it's those people who make a difference in my business wow so and they, really they are your shelter. part, and they need to see you more because you're there. Oh, you're yeah. the rock, right?
0: Whereas others are in a program; they trust the brand, you know. So you can yes. have a different teacher. They still love to be taught by the owner, you know, like everybody Definitely. usually does. But I think it is uh, from my background. I can imagine this when I was an aged care teacher. A similar journey. I went into nursing yes. and then became a teacher, and uh, yes. the same sort of pride of you're actually changing people's life at a very basic level it's about impact it's really impactful you know and I used to say that to my family I go you know what some of the people who had a certificate three qualification they were the first person in their family who'd ever had a qualification it was actually more powerful than the ones who were doing for a diploma or even a degree because that was expected of them it was really quite amazing the way it hits you emotionally and and uh, I think you sort of have that right nature you go I really value that you can see that and they will see that in you. Wow. So, wow. That I'm is wondering. beautiful. So you went into healthcare, once again, by default, really, because, you know, you started doing accounting for healthcare, and they ended up making more money. So you did it. And, and then you found you loved it. Yeah. And then now you then went, Oh, my gosh, okay, well, I'm now an educator, I'm a teacher, I can actually set up a training arm as well right?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, you've
0: now got HPPA training. And then, so what is it required there for you to come? I'm assuming it's going to be similar to what we've got in Australia, that you have to become an accredited training provider and an oh, yes. benchmarks. It's actually quite a big deal,
1: right? Yes. So um, HPPA training academy is accredited by high field qualifications. Mm-hmm. So that is the platform that we deliver level two, level three and level five qualifications in health and social So we are working on accreditation for the AAT qualification, which is the accounting qualification, but the criteria is a little bit um, difficult to achieve, but um, we are going to introduce a program with, uh, we're gonna be working with Solihull College and we're gonna be working with level two AAT students and we are exposing them to mentorship and work experience opportunities. And we've got a target of training 52 learners per year. Yeah. And we are introducing that by my upskilling the existing staff for those who are interested to go into training and mentorship. And um, we are putting together the program. We're gonna do a press release about it in the next couple of weeks. But um, the point is, We are saying that um, box standard qualifications are not suiting the business requirements in the market Mm -hmm. because uh, schools and colleges are producing academics. So my passion is in work-based training Mm -hmm. because I want to bring the theory and the practical aspect together into a environment. So I have a vision to create um, for accounting a platform whereby people can marry the two. Because mm-hmm. I discovered that through working with the university graduates, they didn't have a clue of bookkeeping because it's not being taught at university. Yeah. You see. So th- this is why we're trying to get off the ground with, with this, and it's working because we've got people that we've with evidence that we can do it. So now we want to take it higher, even globally. Hmm.
0: I love that. I love that because that's right. There's so many qualifications that you know you you understand the theoretical, but you don't have the that's right the baseline, or it's not it's not relevant to the actual work right so when you do skill-based training and you've got a strong connection to industry particularly you'll end up getting a qualification that should actually map what I do at work is what I learn and I'm putting it all together whereas sometimes you get that higher level qualification but it doesn't actually relate to your day job or there's parts in that day job that you're supposed to be the senior expert but you don't actually understand example bookkeeping when you're an accounting
1: accountant that's That's a problem Right, that is a yeah. big problem. It is a big problem. Yeah, but you see, we, with with present day qualifications, they're not exactly gelling the two. And hopefully, uh, when I've got absolutely nothing else to do, you know, we want to look at programs that can incorporate as much as a program. I took part in a trailblazer program with um, um, I, I, I can't recall the name of the institute, but they were trying to. Introduce like degree qualification, like, you know, the bridge between a degree and a a practical. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the work has gone in, but it hasn't actually been rolled out. But we did take part in that program in the sense of we are trying to shape what is an industry and trying to match with qualifications. What are we coming up with? So, you know, I'm going to keep my eyes open for that and see if that's the fix that we need. But other than that, I'm very passionate about things like that and I want to develop more. In, in those sort of areas as well.
0: Fantastic. fantastic. Now you've done a real switch then. You've gone from this woman who's grown a career as an accountant behind the brand of HBBA and you've gone and run all these different companies and developed according to your interest, your need, your necessity, a whole lot of combination things. And then suddenly I've met you at the Lady America Power Summit where we're just actually, we're personal branded, right? So I'm my yes. business is Annie Gibbons.com. You know, I'm a personal brand behind what I do. What has made you then suddenly go, okay, Okay, well, Hilda Jahani is the brand, uh, you know, distinct from the HBBA group. That's a huge m- movement, right? A big shift for you. It certainly was for me when I then decided, because my business is called Lipstick Consulting and I moved, it's still my business, yes. but
1: I moved away from that. What was happening? Well, it's interesting that you've gone through the same sort of thought process, but. Um, If I backtrack a couple of years back into my high school years, we were taught public speaking at school. Mm -hmm. And for all my years at high school, um, I was winning competitions with public speaking. So I've always had the gift of the gap. Yeah. So now, because I was running so many things, at first, in the early years of my career, I didn't quite understand what I was doing, who I am. And, you know, people can be critical. Mm -hmm. And then the concept of entrepreneur came. Mm -hmm. That's when there was a light bulb moment to say, that's what I must be, an entrepreneur. So it was all right to say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, so long as there was a balance. Mm -hmm. But what I found a challenge was, I've always felt I was riding on three horses. And, you know, no matter how much you can control them, it's difficult. So mm-hmm. that's when I came to say, you know what, all under one roof, I'm now branding myself as HildaJohani.com. Mm-hmm. And why I am offering is off the back of the experience of all these qualifications, all these experiences, to say, you know what, if you're going to have me sit in front of you to give you business advice, to work on your books, you understand the basis where I'm coming from and yeah. you will feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, I've also got the track history to prove. Because in training, besides the mandatory or statutory qualifications, I like to write my own trainings, my own courses. So in 2018, I started monthly business startup courses in the healthcare Mm -hmm. sector. (laughs) So now I'm actually regarded as somebody they can ask advice, you know. So I do these monthly trainings, helping people to get started the right way, Mm. more cost effective, don't waste money like we did. We went into brick walls. So everything is incorporated into my four week training program. And by the end of four weeks, I'm expecting to see a viable company registered. I am expecting to see a bank account open, I'm expecting to have tools in place to say you're ready to go and you're looking for your first contract. So that's what we do. That is so empowering.
0: I absolutely love it and I salute you for doing that Uh, because it's so important and most of the time they just need someone to believe in them, right? They need to be mentored. They need to be shown the skills and the requirements but they actually need the belief. Right, because so many people are told it won't work. Don't try it. It will fail. All those, and then suddenly someone like you comes and says, "You know what? You, you know, if you do these steps and you're supported." It will be successful. You have to work hard. You know, it's not going to just automatically happen, and your track record shows that. Yes, you have to be tenacious. You have to put yourself out there. Uh, but I, I absolutely uh, honor you for that, and 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 also uh, that you've taken such a hand on hands-on personal approach to all that you do. And I think that's your X factor, right? That you've, yes. you know, people see now that it's appropriate that it's merged into that, that you are now, you know, you are the brand behind you know the the group if you like yes you know, exactly and also not are you behind it you're actually you know at the, at the head of it so you're you're the mechanics behind what has been achieved but you're actually you know leading by example and taking people on that journey with you so how has your life changed then since you've become personal branded and you've got your own website and you've got your um, now speaking at summits You obviously love it because you look so happy. Uh, (laughs) What has it actually done for you personally and then professionally?
1: Personally, as I'm always, I'm a passionate learner and I'm like a sponge. I take in things. There's a lot of stuff I've had to learn in the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, especially on social media. I'm not there yet, but obviously you know, working with women like yourself who have been out there longer is very, very helpful as well. Um, But um, it's been a steep learning curve. And I think I am still yet to learn more Mm. in terms of presence. But in terms of my personal perception, I've become uh, more confident. Um, We had an event last week um, on the 4th of December where for the first time um, I felt to bring all my my services together bring all uh, clients bring all service users bring all stakeholders and just um treat them to a dinner mm. of a hundred people wow. to say thank you but out of that you know beyond my expectation for the night I can't get over how many nice things were said about me. I kept pinching myself thinking, am I dead? Am I dead? Because, you know, these are the kind <laughs> of things you hear at a funeral. It's like a but, you are know, there. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, I just wanted my, maybe my special needs people to wear their bow ties and their nice suits to have something to prepare to go out for the night. I wanted my accounting clients to just um, meet up. Mm. You know, some of them, I've been working for them for about four years. We've never met. We've yeah. been working online, but it was nice to just have a feel. And especially with the lockdown, yeah. you know, that took off um, nearly 18 months now of opportunities where we could have met with clients, right? <laughs> but um, that night was just a night when, um, you know, there was so much good networking. It, it I, I couldn't, I, I could, I could relive that night over and over again. So, I, it's just my opportunity to say thank you wow. to everybody out there who's ever done anything for HBBA Group and for myself.
0: Congratulations! What a moment! What a moment! It's, mm. and even more meaningful when we've all been locked down for so long that you actually just feel the physical, you know, connections and the value yes. that you've added to those people's lives, I mean, that's priceless, right? When you're an educator, when you can actually, it's palpable. You know, they're just, it's not just, oh, thank you for my teacher. You actually feel the weight of thank you for helping me change my life, right? Because
1: then it will have ongoing opportunities. Yes. I love to track my students Mm. and find out what they're doing. Mm. And, you know, when you look at um, some of them on LinkedIn, senior accountant, audit manager oh <laughs> I always said to them in the class I will be 80 and I want to still know what everybody is doing so, and I will be ever so proud you know I've got um, uh, another young man who's um, attached to the Ghana High Commission and the journey started through that mentoring accounting program and he's such an upright man with his own family now. And I said, oh, wow, you used to give me such problems in the class. I had somebody, um, he's based in uh, Malaysia now, and he sent me a message on LinkedIn. And he said, oh, Hilda, I'm ever so sorry. I used to mess about. (laughs) (laughs) Then I said, you know what? For where you are now, you got there. And to me, that is the most important So I do, I am very passionate about the people who have passed through my hands. Oh, that is gorgeous.
0: (laughs) We all know it does take a village sometimes. (laughs) I know, it's it's crazy. I could tell you stories. Oh, that's right. I think we've all got stories (laughs) um, stories, too, too funny. So if you look back now and you were that young woman who just picked Birmingham on a map. Would you have made any different decisions, different choices, or do you feel now that your journey was what you needed to to go through? Were there there Um, choices that you didn't take? Were there choices that you made that you could have done differently?
1: Wow. I am a product of wrong decisions, wrong moves. And um, what I wished was there was some kind of networking of mentorship. Mm. direction because when I came to the United Kingdom I remember uh, when I was thinking of um, opening a business in Canada and I attended this session at um, Price Waterhouse Coopers that said uh, doing business in Canada doing business in the states that workshop took me through cultures and and stuff I need to be aware of if I was going to work in that environment. Mm. When we came to the United Kingdom, nobody gave us that mentoring. Mm. I felt that because I just picked up my bag, got on a plane, I was all on my own. Mm. So my journey was more of hitting brick walls. But because I'm a kind of person that if, you, if I hit a brick wall, I bounce back. Mm. I don't crash. Yeah. I bounce you're resilient. And I take a step back. Yeah. yeah, and then I say, okay, I should have gone round it, and I go round it. But then the journey to go round sometimes takes a long time, mm. and I lost time. Mm. But in all things, because I did, I did all types of work, factory work. I did all that. But now, if I look at my client base, I understand businesses, back yeah. offices. Yeah, because I've probably been there. Yeah. You know, so I feel that I'm more effectively able to support my clients. Mm. But in all things, it's been part of my learning journey. And I think I can say I've done well, yes. considering, Definitely. you know, but now it's about making sure I'm in the right networks, right community, right people around me, so I can quickly eliminate anything out of my life that I can see this is going to be a hindrance. So I'm good at that now. So I'm cutting off, I'm chopping off. Yeah, well done. Because sometimes you have a lot of excess baggage. Yes. Even in business. Yeah. Um, But now I've realized that, you know, to get to where I need to get to, I've got to cut off, stream and focus and work with probably a few individuals who are gonna be helping me to, to get where I need to do. Because they say, you are six steps or six people away from your next breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I choose my six properly. Wow, I love That's it. my objective in the next, um, for 2022, yeah. choose my six well
0: and yeah. I'll get there. You yeah. sure will, I have no doubt about that. What does getting there mean? What does success look for you at that next step? What is What are you, you know striving
1: what? for? I have realized that um, what drives me is not money. Hmm. because you know once you get to a certain level of um, I'm not rich by all means I have enough Hmm. right but it's more the passion and the drive to do something because we've got our core businesses I've got my core business which is my bread and butter Mm -hmm. anything I do on top is a plus yes but then in terms of um, increase of um, philanthropy, mm-hmm. increase of mentorship, increase of putting into people. Like my daughter, she's training as a social worker. She's in a third year. She's always had a passion for having children's homes. Mm. So now I would like to mentor her. We don't have children's homes at the moment, but we can work that journey together as I'm learning and mentoring because that's her passion. Yes. Her social work is focused on children. So that is what I want to be doing, impacting more on my children's life as well as other people, women especially, marginalized communities. I went to Dubai between the 20th of November and the 26th and it was a conference for Middle East women and African women And um, I realized that within our African communities, there's still a lot of cultural barriers that we have to to fight through. Yes, in the West, we are fighting for leadership. We're fighting for, you know, to be on the same platform as our counterparts. But um, you'd find that in certain communities, we are fighting against cultural barriers, negative perceptions. The fact that I'm divorced, single parent, right? In Mm. some communities, I'm considered an outcast, Mm. not good enough. So you see people like myself, that also becomes my driver because I have to prove to say, you know what? And, you know, people want to say, oh, because these kids are being raised by a sole parent, they will come out like this, like this. I'll prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, it's not about that. So there is all sorts of barriers, you know, for us as women, whether we are women of color of culture and depending on where we're coming from but being on international platforms and meeting with women like yourself we do have common barriers Mm -hmm. we do have baselines common denominators and I think only when we are bringing our minds together we can be part of the solution that needs to be out there for for us as women to thrive in business
0: exactly exactly beautifully said and and that's what i love about the collaborations that we're having and the opportunities yes. that we're given and i could just see this picture of, while you were sharing there of you know you're the you're the person who is meeting someone when they they arrive at a place like Birmingham and they've got their bags packed and nothing else. And they're looking for some support and they're looking for someone to believe in them and to show them the way or to equip them, to educate them, to connect them. You know, you're filling that void that, you would have absolutely loved and you didn't receive it and so now you're like you know what I'm that person I can I'm I'm, I'm qualified to do that I've had that experience I've had that lived experience I've done the journey yeah. in fact I've done 10 journeys <laughs> by the sound of things and because of that because you've used you know in a way you've used your wounds to be your superpower in a really That's great right way. To. And uh, and it right. is incredible that you have now positioned yourself um, so well that exactly it, you can spend your time. I think you know, like me, as you get older, that's right. You feel like you know. I I understand that. Just removing removing the excess, removing the waste, because you suddenly realize you know time is short. You want to you want to make right. the most of it, be as effective as you can be, and you don't have time to waste on other, right. other times of your life it's part of your journey you don't need that now you know you need to That's go right. That's right. i'm positioning myself with you know with these six whoever these six are you know for yes. the reasons that are important for me but it's not just for you it's because you now are the mother figure of so many you know you're representing definitely- me as the mentor uh and yes. it's it's an honor to be in that position so therefore it is essential that you um position yourself the way that you are what a delight what a great place to be Uh, so thank you so much oh my gosh we could talk all day but um time is fleeting now for us what would you um what would you say to those people coming through um you know doing their studies um, following their path would you encourage them to you know, get that job while they're training and learn on the job. Would you encourage them to, you know, stay at uni and wait till you're qualified, and then sort of pick the the more professional qualified? You know, considering your experience, um, what's your advice to people coming through on that journey, whether they're becoming a bookkeeper, or an accountant, or not too sure as an educationist? Uh, you know how would you encourage them should they be working in bars part-time or should they actually pick up that role like you did even if it's you know doing something voluntarily to actually give them the edge
1: i think first and foremost um anybody in education or training number one get yourself a job it doesn't matter what it is whether you're going to work at mcdonald's whether you're going to do something else but it's important you go through that process of showing up somewhere. Mm. So that's the first thing. So that job is going to be your bread and butter. Mm. You're going around. Then you can now afford a voluntary role. Yeah. Apply yourself because you have time. As you get to my age, you then try to harness time. Uni students, college students have got a lot of time and they kill it and they waste it hmm. harness your time because there's enough organizations that will take you on as a volunteer right but you don't have to volunteer for four years or a year no it's just for a little bit exactly in, yes. in that company when you're volunteering be honest to say I want to learn I want to do this I want to do that and if they don't want to progress you Go somewhere else and volunteer at the next level, yeah. So that by the time you finish your qualification and learning, you have can actually put together a CV that is marketable. Mm-hmm. I taught a maths um, perfectionist once. He had a first class degree in maths, right? Came for an accounting qualification because he couldn't do he couldn't make any mistakes. So there is a program that we use in accounting called Sage. The ones who benefit from sage are the ones who make the mistakes Mm -hmm. because in making the mistakes, you have to fix it. Yes. So this guy was a perfectionist. He made no mistakes. He got it right first time. So he actually couldn't get as much from it than my good old average student Mm -hmm. who's making all the mistakes and it's all a mess and saying, you know what, Hilda, I think we're going to have to start all over again. here. I've completely made a mess of it. So you need those opportunities to be able to make mistakes and to learn from that so that by the time you get your first official job, right, you're actually worthy of that wage you think you're entitled to because you've got a first class degree. Mm -hmm. I said I would take someone with experience on a lower qualification level anytime compared to someone with a first class degree but doesn't even know how to type a letter on a Word document. Mm. So So this is the reality of what we are looking for as employers. Mm. We're looking for people with the brains and practical application because your piece of paper is as good as it is until you learn to apply yourself. So go out there and do something. Mm. That's my advice. Oh, that is a gem,
0: those listening in with, finished with a gem absolutely 100% uh, support you in that that's right knowledge without application is is only valuable to yourself Uh, it doesn't help anyone else in the world really unless you can apply it and and make it relevant and so um, we can chat for hours against you know the dangers of those perfectionists listening in going but I'm a perfectionist Uh, I'm I'm regularly talking about this on my program just try and be kind to yourself because that's it you know if you have a view that I I never make a mistake, the time that you do, you actually can't unpack it. You don't know what to do. You don't know the rationales yes. behind all of that learning. It's a good thing. And when you do that, you will continue to springboard. And also the quality as employers that we're servicing, not only, you know, it helps your uh, future employability, it's showing that those people have initiative. If That's someone right. comes and says, I'm willing, you know, one of my best colleagues at the moment came to me and, and worked, said I'll volunteer for you for you know two or three days a week and you know and within three months you know not surprisingly i gave her a job she was amazing but she'd show up She was passionate she's learning the skills and she was doing it and i'm like i would employ again and again someone like that that's right Someone else who has the qual but goes no but i haven't applied it yet because i'm waiting for the dream job it's kind of like wow uh there's so much to learn in there wow well you are just a superstar and now a gorgeous friend of mine it's been such a delight having you on my show Uh, tell everybody again how do they contact you I will put it on my platform but tell us tell us from your words
1: right you can visit www.hildajohani.com and through that website the contact me I've got a diary just book yourself in and let's have a chat for half an hour and find out what you're on about. And let's take the next move and what you're supposed to be. Exactly.
0: So if that's you, if our conversation has resonated with you today and you're like, you know what, that's right, you don't have to be in Birmingham. Obviously, everyone's global these days. So just reach out to Hilda. I will have her details on my YouTube platform, my podcast platform, and on my website. Uh, everywhere this show is broadcast. And that's right. If it's something that you're, you know what, I'm a book, bookkeeper looking to get into accounting. I'm actually an accountant looking to do a, a role. I mean, I'm mean, i interested in healthcare. I'm interested in training. I'm interested in getting mentored by someone who um, has just got so much heart and passion uh, behind, or even just want to talk about your journey and let Hilda unpack it for you, right? <laughs> Sometimes Definitely. we don't even know. Definitely reach out to her. She is just worth her weight in gold. Uh, thank you for being on my program today. I've absolutely so much
1: annie it's been an absolute pleasure
0: Thank thanks so much for listening to this episode of memoirs of successful women you can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program if you love this show feel free to subscribe to future episodes And of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon. And until then, happy podcasting.